0: Hey everyone, it's Paul Durham. Welcome to Telling Lies to Children. What's in the news today? Well, the Luck Ugly's Rise of the Ragged Clover is now out in paperback everywhere. So you can order it online, you can go to Barnes & Noble, you can go to your local independent bookstore, go wherever you buy books, and complete the trilogy, uh, complete your collection, if you haven't already. Uh, One of the things that's also uh, coming up that I'm excited about is my next book, Beyond the Luck Ugly series, Uh, is called The Last Gargoyle. It is coming out in spring of 2018, which seems a long way off, but I have just finished copy edits, which means I'm more or less done tinkering with it, and now the uh, long countdown is on, uh, but uh, I I bet it'll go by fast. I'm still going to be out there visiting schools, uh, talking about the Luck Uglies, promoting the Luck Uglies, Uh, But as we get closer and closer to the last gargoyle launch date, you're going to start to hear me talking more about, uh, about that book. I can't wait to introduce you to Penhello, who is the last grotesque in all of Boston. He does not like to be called a gargoyle because he doesn't spit water out of his mouth and drain water away from roofs. He has very important work to do, like keep his buildings safe from evil spirits and things that go bump in the night. Unfortunately, he's not doing a very good job. Speaking of Boston, uh, that leads me into today's episode. Today, uh, I got a chance to go to the Boston Public Library, which is uh, sort of the hub of one of the hubs of children literature of children's literature in Boston. And if you haven't been to BPL uh, in the past few years, you're really missing out because it's been uh, renovated, updated, it's uh, an incredibly beautiful space. Always was a beautiful space, but really amazing now. They've totally redone the children's room. Um, there's a cafe on the, right on the, uh, on the main street level, along with uh, WGBH Studios. That's the, uh, the local uh, Boston Public Radio. Uh, and just a, just a fantastic spot. Um, so modern, so, so clean and crisp looking. Just a great place to go and read and check out new books and spend some quiet time. And, uh, and I got to speak with Maya Meadows, who's the Youth Programs Librarian at BPL, and uh, she was just terrific and fun and full of energy. Uh, One of the things that I've discovered in meeting and working with youth librarians, children's librarians over the past three or four years, uh, doesn't matter if they're in schools or at public libraries, no one that I have met fits that old stereotype of the sort of stuffy, uh, uh, strict librarian. They're all um, full of energy. As Maya says, Shush has left the building. Children's rooms and libraries are all about bringing energy, excitement, uh, having maker spaces, creating places where kids can really come and be creative and stretch their imaginations and learn new things. And uh, they're just just great places to be. So uh, I think you'll enjoy my interview with Maya. I certainly enjoyed it. And pick it up right after the intro with me and Maya Meadows. Thanks for joining us. Are the kids gone? Good. It's time for Telling Lies to Children with me, your host, Paul Durham. This is a first-of-its-kind podcast, one hosted by a children's author, that's me again, but intended for adults who live and breathe children's literature. That's you. Whether you're a librarian, a media specialist, a teacher, or a parent, we all work with children every day. But sometimes it's nice to talk like adults with adults who share our love of children's books and publishing. I'll be chatting with editors at the world's biggest publishing houses, literary agents, award-winning authors, booksellers, librarians, and even young readers. Join me and my guests as we give you a candid, behind-the-scenes look at children's publishing, the business of telling lies to children. But only the best kinds of lies, of course. Welcome, and I hope you enjoy the show. we're off. <laughs> so we, yeah. yeah. So after talking for like five minutes, you're already like super cool to talk to. So I can't wait to hear all about the library. Oh, thank you. In, thank you. In the children's department. Um, so tell me, I mean, j- just to start, uh, this is, I, as I was telling you before, this is my first time back to the, to the library since the re- renovations have been done. Mm-hmm. Um, and did you start here when the children's room was still under renovation or...
1: No, okay. I was out at a branch. I had worked here. We can work overtime shifts. So I had worked here for overtime shifts when we were on the first floor of the McKim building, mm-hmm. which was um I'm when we were not well no, when we were on the first floor of the Johnson building, but when there was renovations happening and they moved things from McKim, or from Johnson over to McKim, and they are moving things around. So I've been, I've covered here when they were downstairs in the Ray room mm-hmm. and when they were in the Boston room. So I've, I've seen their iterations of different children's rooms before coming to this newly renovated space. Yeah, yeah. But I did not work here right. the full time. So
0: you get full of the of the gorgeous space now. Yes, which of course we can't really convey on the podcast, but I'll say you know it basically looks like a, it looks like a Mac store, It looks like the kind of like the Tesla store, which is next door. I mean, it's all yes. glass and like it's like super cool, like windows out on Boylston Street. So,
1: yes, Fun I spot. mean we really enjoy it. And yeah. um, Laura, who is my supervisor, had mm-hmm. a big hand in being able to help with the uh, colors and being able to pick out some of the things for the scheme. And she's very proud of the sensory wall which she helped put in. So a lot of the things really do reflect. Um, where children's services are going, and where we want to help out with our with our present patrons who come in, and also for our future patrons who are growing up around us.
0: Right, and it was really it was great when I went in there. Um, you were helping out one of the little patrons, and I of course I tore you away from him and said, "Oh no, you got to come <laughs> talk to me." Soon. But um, it was awesome to see it so busy, and and you were telling me that's pretty much the case. All it's 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 a pretty packed room all through the. Uh, after
1: the week? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. In the mornings, we get a couple of hundred patrons in the mornings for our morning programs. Mm-hmm. Um, Thursdays and Fridays are our busiest mornings. And then in the afternoon, we serve older kids. So in the afternoons, you'll start seeing kids coming in from the after-school kind of crowd. And they'll get homework help. They'll come in. So today we have a theater Um, program that's been going on. It's ongoing where kids can learn about the theater process and about how to work in a play and so that's for more for older kids but we're busy mostly every day. We see a lot of the same faces and we see a lot of new faces so that's why I knew that one child because I've seen him since he was a little baby in his little carrier, walking. and now he's walking and talking, and it's great to see that he's so verbal and communicative.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And what kind of age range do you get? In, so I call it the children's room; it's really a—it's more than the room. I mean, it's a—it's a—it's a big, beautiful space with all the artwork and everything. And mm-hmm. um, but what what kind what age range of, of, of kids do you get in your sort of little area there? I'm not talking about the, the bigger part of the library at large. I mean, you get all the way up to YA or like teens, or
1: we serve until 12, 13. Well, yeah. we serve up until until the sixth grade. So if you're so Someone who's 12 and you feel more comfortable in the children's room, mm-hmm. we we will welcome you into the children's space and you're welcome to stay in there until the end of the school year. And then mm-hmm. we'll encourage you to try to check out yep. the teen space if you're going into like the seventh grade. Yep. And if you're perhaps someone who's 13 and you don't feel comfortable in the teen space, that's okay because mm-hmm. we serve tweens as well. So yep. that's the 8 to 13 age range. and we um, But we just try to make everyone feel welcome and if we really try to bridge that gap between the the children and the teen area with our tween services so that way kids will feel comfortable going over to the teen space and they'll feel comfortable in the children's space that way they feel comfortable in either room
0: my kind of crowd Um. (laughs) we like our tweens a lot they're very
1: they're very thoughtful they've made music videos before they do stop motion animation they um they have a lot of creative outlets they like to do in both rooms so it's great to see our tweens in there
0: yeah, that's true. And, and and you can see some of those they graduate over to the teen room, right?
1: Yes, because yeah. that's one of the things we're trying to encourage is so that way we have a lot of little kids who would enjoy coming to our story times and our craft programs, but we also want to serve our school age children and we also want them to be to feel like they have programs for them and for their age group and something that's age appropriate that they want to participate in.
0: Yeah, that's it's uh, it's terrific and it's so important too, right? Yes. What I mean, you talked just a little bit about some of the some of the programs, but what are some of the, what kind of um, what are some of the programs and outreach you do here in the in the community with uh, with respect to the children's room?
1: Well, we are current. We just in the last month or so have become mm-hmm. fully staffed, so now we'll have more time to go out into the community. Mm-hmm. So we have librarians who will go out to schools and to community centers and to the Y, and to bring and they also invite classes to come here. So we go to different places. I've been to the Fenway Community Center which is fairly new mm-hmm. and I've hel- I've gone to visit them a couple of times. Um there are some librarians who go to the charter and private schools in the area. There's some that um, really try to make strong relationships with the local BPS school, the Boston Public School, the Quincy. They have a lower and upper school that's around the corner. So we do have a lot of strong ties to different teachers in the area and really try to encourage them to come in to visit with their classes. And we also like to go see them so that way they get to know their librarians and then we'll see kids coming over saying, um, Maggie came to my class. She recommended this book. Do you have it? We'll say we have it right here. Right. Please check it out. Right. So, we do enjoy going out into the area as well as having programs here.
0: And what, and what kind of pro, what, what are some of the programs that you have here? Do you have authors that come in into your space, or how does how does that work?
1: We do have authors who have come into the space. Mm-hmm. Um, we do. Um as I was saying before we do about four programs a day. Yeah. And so in the mornings we do programs for those who are basically five and under. So we'll do a program like Todd like Toddler times, which is for a a two to four year old age range. We'll do Tinker Tots, which is for three to five, which explores um, sensory items and explores different concepts with science and math. We'll have Baby Dance Party, which is just for zero to five, Mm -hmm. and that's where everybody dances around. We do have singers who are very popular who come in weekly. Um, We usually try to rotate them out each month and bring in some new singers from time to time, so we do have local artists who are very popular within the parent and caregiver communities and we have them come in to perform on Fridays. We do have authors, so Kate DiCamillo has come to speak with us. Mm -hmm. We have also, um, we've had um, Matt De La Pena come. He was very cool. Um, Jason Reynolds came to the teen side, which was very cool. He's very um, fun to hang out with. He's also written kind of the bridging the gap with one of his new books for tweens. Um, We've had many authors who I cannot I remember you, at the moment I was yeah. to say was Zelensky uh, here? But now I can't remember. I'm not gonna hold what? you to yeah to an but exact we,
0: list. But we, we've but, had many yeah. that
1: we've really enjoyed yeah. having come in to perform because mm-hmm. we do draw large crowds for like the Lowell Lecture Series for adults, and it's great mm-hmm. to see that if you have someone like Katie Camillo when she came in mm-hmm. and just to say like she's coming, and then to see that we have a crowd of like a hundred people who have come just to see her yeah. in the space, which is really great that kids are really invested in meeting the author who wrote the books or the characters that they really identify with
0: yeah that's great well let's move on to the topic that i know must be dear to your heart because it's dear to mine is is just books and in, in general mm-hmm. um and so a big part of your job must be making recommendations and sort of um do you curate the content or, or tell me a little bit about what you what, what you do uh at the, in the children's room? A little bit of everything? Or,
1: Well, my job is a little different than the other librarians. I I used to do the... I don't do book buying anymore. I'm mm-hmm. a little um, removed from that now. So the librarians who are down there on the front lines every day, they do, they do the book buying for... Yep. Um, Teresa buys books for our younger set because she is our early literacy specialist. Yep. We have... Um, Maddie works a lot with our tweens, so she's buying a lot of the middle grade books. Yep. And then we have librarians who are working on the the picture books and the early chapter books. So it's broken up so that way we each have a little section that we know a lot about that section or are familiar with ordering those books. So that way we can recommend them and share that recommendation Mm -hmm. with our patrons. And I used to do ordering when I was, Um, out in the branch libraries, and I loved ordering picture books, which were my favorite, which I will recommend to anyone of any age, because picture (laughs) books are for all, and I love them, and I think that they always have a story to tell, so even if it's someone who's in the sixth grade, I'll say, like, here's a wordless picture book, I don't know if you've read this one, but this one's really great, or even something like B.J. Novak's, um, the, um, the book without pictures Mm -hmm. um that's you can read that to a group of third graders and they will crack up Mm -hmm. because they think it is hilarious so there so i think it just crosses all age groups yeah
0: yeah so you so you said you don't do so much of that now what do do you do what do you do these days Mm
1: -hmm. um i'm the youth programming librarian here at central um angela next door to me does it for the branches so um i make up our calendar that we have here and Mm -hmm. i help to pick out the performers and the different guest speakers that we have Mm -hmm. and to book them and to make sure that they are paid and make sure that we are advertising. We have those television screens downstairs which have kind of like a PowerPoint presentation um, program on it. And so we upload um, photos and we upload little descriptions for people to see. Mm -hmm. And then I help make sure that our paper calendar goes out to print and I help make sure that we have flyers that people can take with them. And that we are putting things on our Facebook page, and that we are just kind of trying to hit every area that we might think that people might see us. That way, they will want to come visit us and come to our programs. Yeah.
0: So, you're really, you're sort of the outward face with respect to. with with respect to your events, basically, right? Yeah,
1: I I am yeah. usually the um
0: or behind the scenes. I'm behind face. the scenes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, but I'm behind the scenes unless someone is sick or something, or if it's like a very large program, and I need mm-hmm. to kind of be there to make sure it comes to fruition. But I will. I definitely love to step in, and if someone has a program that they cannot do, I'm happy to step in to help them out with it. And I do have my favorite program, which is Baby Dance Party, which I insist upon doing. (laughs) And um, others, I'm like, fine, you can do it, I guess, since I'm on vacation, because I will work my vacations around it. And so sometimes my supervisor will just say, just take the whole weekend on. I will be sad that I will miss them, but I love Baby Dance Party, so I think it's a great place to to connect with kids and still get to be downstairs and see what kids are gravitating towards and what they like and what they don't like and then I'll see the the grown-ups who are bringing them in and what programs are bringing them in for.
0: So baby dance party sounds like fun but I'm probably too old for that, right? Am I I a little aged out of baby dance party maybe?
1: You can bring a little (laughs) friend if you have someone with you who is five or younger you're welcome to come. Yeah,
0: (laughs) my girls have aged out of that too. We're a little little beyond the baby dance Now it's more like the tween and, and elementary school dance party for us.
1: Really tried to have, we've had had A family dance jam before, and so we tried that with school-age kids. It was on a weekend. Um, I mean, it was okay for the afternoon, but I don't know. I don't know if we could have a tween dance jam, yeah. You like, might not want, yeah,
0: it. yeah, <laughs> yeah, or it could be chaos, you don't know. Yeah,
1: it could be, it could be, or no one would dance. It'd be a school dance where everyone know, stands, like the, stands yeah. in the corner and <laughs> looks at each other, yeah. Yeah, we love trying things like that. We've tried, um, like a silent reading party before, so. We do try different things that kids will recognize from school or from their social circles, and try to bring it into the library and say, "Like, hey, we do this too, right. Come on guys!" So.
0: Right. So this. So so baby dance party is your favorite part. Um, what what else? What else? Do you, what else do you like most, or what do you just like like about about being here at the library? about your job, whatever it may be.
1: I mean, I really love getting to connect with the kids. Mm-hmm. I. Um, I used to do the art explorers before Melinda started, and then I I kind of handed over the reins to her because it's something that I've been doing for so long, I just want to take a little break from it. But I like to show children their different kinds of art and their different kinds of, you know, I want them to be exposed to music and to different artists and to different types of different things that they can do. And so I try to really make that Different every time, and Melinda's done a really great job at really keeping kids interested. She plays music, like jazz music, in the background, and it's really nice for the kids to be able to create art and listen to music at the same time. So that was one that I was very much, um, I was really eager to push with kids because I think that that's a great way for them to express themselves. So I would say that's one of my favorite programs that I've done recently that I've handed over, <laughs> and I've lost my train of thought. Um, uh
0: you were talking about things that you like about them. Oh, yeah.
1: Um, and I know people here can't see the pictures, but um, some of the pictures that I have on my wall are of um, a lot of the kids that I've seen grow up.
0: So oh, wow. Yeah. When I was yeah. at my
1: old library, I've I had some uh, a couple of sets of twins, and they were both around. One was nine. The other set of twins was seven. Now they are um, sixteen and fifteen, and they are they're grown ups and. It's and it's great to see them grow up, and now they come to visit here at the library, and they, they go to the teen room. So it's really great to see that they're still using the library, still using the space, and that we've made such an impact on them that they want to keep coming back to the library for help. So. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. And how about those cats? Did you did you raise them as kittens too? <laughs> all those cat pictures on there.
1: Um, <laughs> my cats were um, rescue cats. Yeah. So, um, only one of them I had as a kitten. Two of them were kittens when I got them. One of them was just an older cat, and um, well, ca- I love them. But I love to rest. I love doing animal rescue
0: I, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of teasing you so uh, la- the last episode of my podcast i did i had another author on and we oh, okay. spent we, we spent about 10 minutes talking about like random crazy cat facts just because oh. just because like i have like a ton of them i won't oh, I, I won't
1: many of them yeah I won't I won't, <laughs> won't,
0: I won't I won't i won't bore you with them because because anyone who's listening again will be like oh no not again about the collarbone and like why they have <laughs> the whiskers and the you know and the the fact they let me out all the right, so look here i go yeah. um you know, I see, I see one of your, your posts there is Maya Loves Maya, and I see... Yes, and, that's
1: my little friend, and that's, yeah. this is her on her um, second birthday. She came, she's on the, she's away with her family right now. They are world travelers, but um, but yes, yeah, so I've, I watched her grow up throughout her first year, and now she has a little baby sister, and um, now she's a big girl, and she's a big sister, and she still loves to read, and she still comes into the library, and it's, it's great to see that she has that we've had that impact on her and that she loves the space. So she's only known the renovated space that we have downstairs. So she's always played with the sensory wall, and she's come to so many of our programs. It's because we have some families who will come almost every morning to all of our programs. And she's one of those kids.
0: You know, one one of the things that strikes me every time I meet a new librarian um, is, you know, there's this perception, or at least there was when I was growing up, that librarians are... You know, stuffy, mm-hmm. and we talked about earlier about people are shushing you in the library, which is mm-hmm. not the case. Um, and and really, uh, mostly who I meet are children's librarians, either in schools or in in the community, public libraries, and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you're so like you know not what you expect for a librarian. I mean, you're 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 you're, you're, you're lively, and talkative, and bubbly, and you have like a pink shirt with a, a llama on it. Yeah, it's I mean, it, it, yeah, yes. it's just like totally yeah. cool. It, it's so the opposite of like of like the old school stereotypical. Stuffy librarian, mm. um, and I, you know, I've just found almost to it to a person. Every librarian I've met has just has been very similar to you. Are just so energetic and so passionate about what they do and so excited. Um, so it's been it's been fun for these past few years as I as I've actually gotten to interact with librarians more and more to, to discover that yeah,
1: we're we're a pretty cool bunch. You're you are know, a cool bunch. You know, yeah, we have our little buttons now that say "has left the building."
0: Oh, really? So that's, that's a cool yeah, button. Yeah, And my little
1: friend Benny, he has. He's been able to read that now because I've said it to him enough times and now he'll grab the buttons and has left the building because we do want people to know that we're more than just books and that we have services for people and we have programs for people and we're not just in the library, that we're also online and we have apps. And so we just want people to know that we're more than just a place where you come and have to be very quiet, that we're interactive and we know a lot of things and we want to share our knowledge with you and we want to let you know what we know and try to rub a little bit of our passion about reading off onto other people so that way they will continue it and want to continue to support the libraries and bring in their families and their friends and say like, we've been to the Central Library or we've been to our branch library and it's really cool and you should come see this and check this out about it. So that's something that we really try to encourage and really are really proud of. We want people to know that we are proud of it and that we want to share it with everyone.
0: So, you know, when I, when I put this up on iTunes, it's going to be your name in shh has left the building. That's going to be, that's going to be the subtitle. Cause I think that's, that's cause I think, <laughs> cause I think that's, I think that's, uh, that's perfect. Um, and talking about, you know, sort of, you know, giving back to the community and, and your readers and things like that. One thing I wanted to ask you about, and if, and if I, I think this, this, this may be, in your in your wheelhouse, um, if not, don't worry about it. But um, you know, I want to talk about some of the things you're doing to support um, uh, children's writers as well, um, and in, in particular the uh, the public library's sh- uh, Children writers and residents program. Mm-hmm. Um, were you involved with that at all, or were you a, were, am I am I mistaken? Were you in, involved with that in some way as a judge or as a as a organizer? Well, I mean,
1: it's not children's writers and residents; it's just a writers and Residence program. And so, right. and so, I was involved on in one of the panels one of the years where um, the where the book that I won was a teen book. and It's actually been published, and I have requested it, and I'm super excited because I can't wait to read it in finished form. Right. But, um,
0: but by childrens, I mean childrens in YA. I mean, I, I don't. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, for basically basically anyone who's writing for for young readers, whether that whether that's young adults or middle grade, or, or um, it could even be picture book, I think, right? Or
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, I mean, I was on that panel, and mm-hmm. I was very excited to be mm-hmm. on that panel. Yeah. Um, and um, I had a really great time in reviewing the materials and getting to listen to other people's ideas and yeah. saying, like, I don't like this about it. Or maybe, you know, why is this here? And it was really great to yeah. to be able to see the, those first drafts. But mm-hmm. I'm we love supporting authors. We love supporting local authors and bringing in people who are from the area or from Massachusetts and letting them really talk about their experience with kids because we want... Um, kids to see that it's not something that you have to wait to grow up to do mm-hmm. and you're like, you have to wait to become a grown-up and then you decide what you want to be and that a lot of people will talk about their experiences and talk about like, well, I lived in Boston all my life or I lived just around the corner and this is how I, you know, became a writer and then, you know, we want people to know that this is your community, these are your members of your community and you should you know, get to know what they're doing and how they are, you know talking up Boston or how they are contributing to literature.
0: Yeah. So yeah. I
1: hope that kind of answered that.
0: I think so. I think so. Well, I, I'm going to be talking to your current um, writer in residence um, in a little while, so um, so I'll get I'll get her take on too, which should be fun. Um, get get a get her perspective uh, get her perspective on it.
1: And uh, I think that we have also. Um, I know with the branches, the writer in residence has gone out more to the branches to mm-hmm. do workshops with with the kids. Yeah. And in the past, we have had some writers and residents come and do workshops with us here. The last couple. I know one of them worked more with the teens, yep. but I do know that we do try to, if it's something that we have the age group that's appropriate for the writer-of-residence, we do try to say, like, hey, we have this age group, do you want to come in and talk to them? Yeah. But if it's something where we are, we have a lot of kids who are five and under, so we don't want them to come in and be like, talk to these three-year-olds about your novel yeah. about yeah. this murder yeah. over here. Yeah,
0: murders <laughs> and, and romance. Yeah, probably not going to fly the t- Yeah, the, the five-year-olds. Are like,
1: right. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be like, I don't know. Yeah, you're right.
0: <laughs> um well that's well well that's great. And and um my, I've really enjoyed having you on. I told you I would keep this painless, right? Was this fairly well, yeah. pain? Was yeah. this was this fairly painless? I mean, yes, I,
1: I was. I was really worried. I think that my voice will probably come off sounding more like a chipmunk. But no, it's okay. no. I tried to practice my my radio voice earlier, but I tend to talk very quickly, and so it has not come across. No, have
0: you been on? A, have you ever been on a podcast before?
1: Hmm. Um, no, but I have heard my recorded voice before. I have, you know. Recorded my answering machine when I was younger. I'm like, oh, this is my voice when you call the house. So, so I know what my voice sounds like. But no, I've not been on. I don't think so. You well, you,
0: well, you sound you sound you sound delightful. You'll sound you'll sound great.
1: Thank you. I was on the weather channel. That is my my biggest claim. On
0: today. the weather channel. What did you do on the weather channel?
1: I had tweeted about a couple of years ago when we had all that snow, and I said yeah. that I had snow teague. and I was like, I have snow fatigue, and so they're like. And they're like, we're going to chat with you online. So I just had out <laughs> my little camera, and I was like, it's really snowy here. Look out the window; it's snowing. It's still snowing. So,
0: so you were so it wasn't even just your voice. You you were like a full you were like a full blown like on air like you know storm reporter, right? Yes,
1: for for one minute, one brief minute in time. Yes.
0: Okay, well, there you go. That's everyone has to start somewhere. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, well um, Maya Shush has left the building, and, uh, and, <laughs> Thank pre- you so much. and 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 pretty soon I'll be leaving the building. But uh, but again. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for letting me come down and spend some time with me. And uh, oh, you are terrific. You. Oh, thank you so much. All right. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. As always, Telling Lies to Children was brought to you by, well, nobody, just me and my guests. One of the nice things about being completely unknown in the vast world of podcasting is that you don't have to listen to me read 10 minutes worth of ads at the beginning and end of every episode but I hope you'll check out my website, pauldurhambooks.com. There you can find out more about the Luck Ugly series, you can book a school visit, you can shop the newly opened Dead Fish Inn gift shop, or just reach out and say hello. I'd love to hear from you. You can also find links to all of my guests' websites and social media there. So until next time, I wish you happy reading, ugly luck, and I look forward to chatting with you again soon. that woke you up. See you next time.